Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Ann Friedman. And I'm Aminatou So. On this week's agenda, the first presidential debate, highlights and lowlights, uh, a Rob and Black China update, power posing, that study turns out was maybe flawed, um, plus a jaw-dropping story about men tracking their female colleagues, period. What? some weird California government conspiracy theories and general political ramblings. I don't even know where to begin. And we're recording this <laughs> so late in the evening, which for, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is new for us. <laughs> I mean, normally, like, I have to say my best hours are not after 10 p.m. Like, my sharpest, wittiest hour is not the 10 o'clock hour and onward. Um, you know, that's not true for me. But um, I know. I that's what I mean. Like, I think you're great this hour. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like my brain is finally awake now. Like I could go to work right now. <laughs> These are my best hours. In a, in a just world, you could be going to work every day at 10 p.m. if you wanted. Exactly. But, you know, it's like we like the struggle is real at like Team CYG this week. This has been a week of struggle, like beginning with the debate. My God, where did you watch the debate? I watched the debate at my friend Morgan's house and it was the kind of a perfect setting because I, I hate trying to watch stuff like this in like really big groups where not everyone is paying full attention. I want to be like in, a, in enough of a group that you can complain and make the occasional comment, but not in a group so big that you're distracted. That's amazing. I watched the debate in a tin can, aka a virgin flight. And let me tell you, <laughs> did you cry? If I watched that debate on a plane, I would have no, cried. No, so it was so it was great. It's like a, it's the first time I've ever bonded with my seatmates. Like we were all on the same page. It's like we like got in. It's like I, I had like priority. I was like in the first three rows. I like boarded first. You know, it's like thank God for those miles. Whenever they're like military families and people with like this status, I'm like peace out. Uh, <laughs> so I was like on the plane before debate started I knew this when I had like booked my travel the only thing that was annoying is that you know whenever they make airplane announcements like they shut down the whole system no. and uh, yeah because you know they're like pay attention like learn how to like put on a seatbelt even though you've flown 10,000 times but uh, the guy who was doing the announcements like characteristically like slow and at one point like multiple people on the plane were like we're trying to watch a debate here <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it. Like telling him, like, like stop telling us shit that we already know. We all take this flight like once. It's like the LA to SF shuttle. Like literally, everybody on there, like we're kind of homies because right. we're like we do this flight a lot. And so it's funny. It's like there was bullying of the flight attendant, which was hilarious. And then people were so. It's the first time in my life that I've been on the plane that when the plane landed, you didn't hear ten thousand seatbelts all unbuckle at the same time. Oh, because the debate was still going on. Because the debate was still going on while the plane was taxiing. It literally ended like as we taxied. Oh my God. And so, and people were just like, yeah, like this is serious. <laughs> well, I have to say that it made me realize a couple of things. Like one, I have, it's not that I disengaged from news about Ivanka's dad, but like I don't watch video clips of him anymore. Like I did at some point in this election, but I have long since for like reasons of sanity stopped watching and listening to him. And it was like, 
probably my most prolonged exposure to him in a long time. It was difficult. And so when I started feeling super nauseous two thirds of the way through the debate, I thought it was that, but it turns out I had food poisoning. <laughs> oh, and I, I was definitely vomiting in Morgan's bathroom immediately after debate and shout out to Morgan. Sorry about your bathroom. <laughs> Oh, man, other people's vomit. Like, that's a true test of I felt so bad. <laughs> As you should. Uh, anyway, but so it was like, it, it was actually like, I don't know. For me, it was like, it, it's hard for me to separate the physical discomfort in retrospect from the sort totally. of like, just general hatred of that entire performance on his part. But like, our girl, <laughs> she did so well. Yo, <laughs> only one person looked like a president up there, first of all. It's like epitome of like sometimes the best man for the job is a woman. Like there was just like no context. One thing that's like really fascinating about Trump is that like when you hear him talk, he sounds like a lunatic. But the actual trick is to go back and read his transcripts of what he's saying. They're and worse than the tweets. Realize like how <laughs> crazy he is. Right. And he's like the king of non sequiturs. There's not a period in any of the sentences he uses. Did it make you kind of want to read like Trump business meeting transcripts? Like, oh my God, has this been his entire career? Like unable to string yeah. two thoughts no, but together? It's been his entire career. It's like the thing that I do now all the time. It's like whenever he does a major speech or like people are like, listen to this crazy thing he said in the nineties. I'm like, I don't want to hear the audio. I want to read the transcript because you read it and you're just like, this person is crazy. And the thing about like watching him in the debate is that he has zero concentration power. It's like you could tell that like Kellyanne Conway was like, yo, you need to like, she like gave him the pep talk. She was like, you need to look presidential. Literally five minutes in, he like threw it all away. <laughs> also, are his eyes getting progressively smaller? Just like day in and day out. <laughs> They're just like shrinking down until like he will eventually have no more eyes. <laughs> it was crazy. I can't believe that this is a contest. She came so prepared which, like, some people in the media was like, she was overprepared. I was like... <laughs> that is not a word. I'm like, imagine that. Overprepared is not a word. for the job of being president. I, like, it's shocking. Right. It's like the first time in a long time that I watch a debate and I was like, there is, like, a clear winner. <laughs> there is... It's not one of those, like, we both heard two different things or there's, like, two futures for America. It's like, no, you can, like, vote for a lying Cheeto or you can have a president. Right. Like, what are you going to do? There's actually only one future for America, and the other scenario is no America anymore. It's crazy. The other thing that I was, like, really struck by, right, was, like, the Hillary Clinton like, feminist jujitsu in the sense that you can tell that her entire life, men who are dumber than her have been trying to tell her otherwise. Have been splaining so hard. Yeah, they've been, like, splaining her, right? And... I felt that she handled that so well. Like, she was doing the, like, Jim Halpert face the whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. And those smiles, too. Like, I've never seen someone so radiant while having to put up with so much shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I was honestly, like, thinking about myself in this context where I'm like, I am always two sentences away from flipping the table. Like, just, like, hulking out <laughs> at all, <laughs> all times. <laughs> and i don't know and you know like to watch her just be like this person is like like he was clearly lying he was clearly just trying to get under her skin and like couldn't do it and you could tell that it was this like magnificent trap that she set for him the entire time and he fell for it every single time 
the other thing that makes this feel so good is that the like conventional wisdom about Hillary, even among her supporters, is that she is like a great candidate and she's very qualified and she knows the policy stuff, but she's she's not a great campaigner. And like this is the kind of stuff she she supposedly doesn't do well. Um, and that was another reason why it was like so satisfying. I think I I was that definitely had gotten into my head and I was like worried about it. I was like, oh, Trump is like a reality TV buffoon and everyone is like Hillary isn't an actor. Like she's just like she's good at doing the work. Yeah, and but it's like turns out she's the best. Actor. Turns out that all women <laughs> who have gotten to be really successful are pretty fucking good actors. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, are you kidding me? Like you, you just have to live there. But I love that like at some point too, it's like she almost like started gaslighting him. It's you could just tell that the like tide had turned. He was just getting huffy and puffy. He was sniffling the whole time. I mean, I he like, wakes up what? puffy and huffy. <laughs> None of it made sense. But you know, I appreciated his Baron shout out when he was like, my son oh. is so good with the computers. <laughs> and then something about cyber. You know what? That was the worst thing he could have done for his son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know but i was like are you playing baron hack the dnc because that would be the plot twist for the ages i mean to be honest i already feel bad for baron but then that was like oh my god you've become a line in one of the least coherent sections of a very incoherent like, like debate by your dad like that is rough you know he's about to be he's about to be a preteen <laughs> it's so like this whole this whole thing i just like could not i couldn't believe it but like shout out hills like she like held it down so hard also what do you think the meeting was like when they decided that she was going to call him donald in the debate oh i think that was like a very early on like psychological thing you know oh i, just, I, like, I know they decided donald, like yeah i you know i don't know i feel like that like that was all a package deal right it was like call him donald bring up the dad loan thing <laughs> <laughs> the the Miss Universe stuff was like classic. It was so good. I'm I've actually been pretty surprised. I think Dahlia Lithwick made a comment to this effect, but like I I agreed with her where I was like I was shocked that actually like people still latch on to sexism as a storyline. Like I I guess there had been so many things about Trump's sexism that I felt like didn't really catch on or become news items that like the fact that this got so much traction was ple- well, like was pleasantly surprising, but I was still kind of shocked at work. So here's the thing about it. And this is why I like alluded to the trap. I think that the Miss Universe, the Alicia Machado stuff is part of a larger trap, right? Friday, the Clinton campaign released that really good mirrors ad, you know, when like all these girls are like looking at themselves in the mirror as like Donald Trump calls women's pigs. Right, right. Yeah. They released the ad. It's kind of in our consciousness. There's like chatter about Miss Universe because she like also did like a Spanish video ad that's actually really good. And I really think people should watch it. It's very effective. And the fact that he just like wasn't prepared for it. He was like classic Disney villain where she was like that woman's name is alicia machado and he said where did you find that <laughs> it's like that's literally the plot of aladdin <laughs> what are you talking about and he like panicked he was like where did you find her what's going on i was like like this is some disney shit like are you serious and then she like says the name she like tells the story and of course at the commercial break they like run the ad again and america's like oh we get it you know And I think that, like, that was two lines of attack that were really effective for her, is that she talked about the sexism, but not as one incident. She brought it up as a pattern. 
that's why like he was dumb and he went to the rosie o'donnell stuff i'm like this is like one of the most important days of your life and you're bringing up your feud with a rosie from the like what is wrong you're bringing up your your feud with beloved league of their own actor rosie (laughs) o'donnell like totally and a lot of people like forget what the rosie feud is about like donald trump is mad that rosie o'donnell said things that were true about him oh he's mad when everyone says true things about him and he's you know but she like hit all of them at like one time it's like you should go back and watch that video it's great in the news again because well, allowing well because this show the apprentice is starting again in january oh, yeah. he held a big press conference to see if he was going to allow miss usa such a prestigious title to um regain well, and reach to be to re- miss america is the, the prestige miss usa is a different thing. representing america in a bathing suit. yes it's basically a model competition let's be realistic okay they what about peace in the world they always want peace in they the have world. one question in miss usa and they always yeah, say they'd like i'd like peace. to cure cancer and end world hunger and then i'd like to go to studio 54 yeah. and do some crack <laughs> you know but apparently um this young girl, Tara Connor, how old is she? 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 21. Yes. She went out and she was partying. She's from Kentucky. She's so cute. She went to New York and she was hanging out at all the parties, doing what Paris and Lindsay do, you know, right. dancing, whatever. And so he held a press conference to announce whether or not she was going to retain her crown. Yeah, and then yeah. she started to cry. She did. So I just want to thank Donald. Just give me a second chance. And, brilliant. and there he is, hair looping, going, everyone, everyone deserves a second Left the first wife, had an affair. Left the second wife, had an affair. Had kids both times, but he's the moral compass for 20-year-olds in America. Donald, sit and spin, my friend. But you should watch the video because she even does a like Donald Trump hair swoop. Oh my and god! Just, like, destroys her. It's like she mentions everything that he can't stand, like short of the fact that he has like short fingers, <laughs> and he like lost his mind. And it was the same stuff with the race question. She didn't say like, hey, here's one bad thing that you did. She was like, Donald Trump started his career by being a landlord that uh, didn't want black people to live. It's documented. Yeah. And that was like what was so like dastardly good about it is that she was like, no, you have an established pattern of being like a bullshit artist. She was like, let me summarize anti Ivanka's dad Twitter from the past six months in one debate. (laughs) Oh, my God. And you know the other thing that I was really impressed by, and I was like, everybody should learn this, is how to talk over people who are trying to interrupt you. It just, like, didn't phase her. He was trying to, he interrupted her so many times, and she just, like, kept talking, and she drove all of her points home. It's true, and it's really difficult to do that without it seeming like you're getting in a two-way shouting match. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, really difficult to sort of, like, defend the fact that you were speaking and were interrupted without making it sound like you just have have devolved into a screaming match with the other person. And she did it so well. Maybe it's easy if the other person is actually insane. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like they're saying crazy things. I love it whenever he was like, I didn't say that. And I'm like, dog, like... (laughs) Did you You say that like two minutes ago? Like a 100 million people heard you say that. Did you see the rumors that um, Ivanka and the other evil villain Trump sons are worried that this is hurting the business? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, are worried that this is hurting their businesses. Finally, did you see that rumor? I no. Not only did I see it, I was like, "Wow, that is such an interesting frame that that's where you went." It's hurting business. Oh my god, I like, think it's not surprising at all, and I'm shocked it took them so long to get there. The whole thing was crazy. It was so funny too to watch the end of the debate where like Bill's hugging Hillary and her family's proud of her and she's shaking hands and. Melania's like, don't look at me. You have brought shame unto our family. Oh my <laughs> god! Like the plight the of Melania. The whole thing was insane. I can't I wait for the and Melania then, Lifetime original movie. Yo, Melania's a crook too, you know, but like for different reasons. So, but like in the <laughs> Imelda sure. Marco school, you know what I mean? Totally. But you know, it's like my one prediction that no matter what happens with this election, Melania's getting deported. <laughs> oh man, I don't. It's know. like Donald sending her home <laughs> because, like, the, like it is not working out. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, you know, it's like the whole, everybody was like so terrified about this debate. And then I watched it and I was like, ah, she's got it. She's just, I don't know why we're all like doubters because clearly, I mean, you know, like she, she did not come to play. Listen, <laughs> she, like, after, did it. after the gastrointestinal woe passed, like I definitely came around to that view as well. Like definitely, I think is the next one of the vice presidential debate. Nope. Yeah. The next one's the white man debate right. that like, whatever. Right. And then, then I think it's like the next presidential debate is October 9th. Trump is now like, I'm going to bring up Monica Lewinsky and I'm going to bring up all of your husband's like indiscretions. And everybody's so terrified of that. But two things. One, during the last debate, he said like classic New York housewives reunion line where he was like, I have something to say, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I was like, literally, that happens on Bravo like once a season. Thank you for bringing the reality TV aspect back to this. I can't believe they don't let Andy Cohen. I was just about to say, how like, long till you call for Andy Cohen to moderate this debate? Uh, and this is the only debate moderator I care about. He would like get to the bottom of this shit like so fast. And then the other part of me is like, you know what? I do hope he brings it up because here's the thing. Donald Trump is like a serial cheater. Hello. What is, it's like in what universe are all these men? It's like Roger Ailes is advising him. Rudy Giuliani is like in the spin room for him. And they're all like, uh, you know, like Hillary's the monster because her husband cheated on her. I'm like, you people are crazy. Well, and she did a really you good are job. actually crazy. And if you think America is going to fall for this. Well, I was just about to say she did a really good job in this debate of when he tried to bring up bill clinton era policies like she did a great job of saying like here is what actually like my record says about this and like didn't really go there in term in terms of bill's record i'm very interested to see how she makes that pivot when when and if he does bring up all of this personal stuff i know i'm just like you know what do bring it up you are a cheater rudy giuliani literally his ex-wife found out that she was ex-mrs rudy giuliani when he paraded the new mrs rudy giuliani at a, at a press conference hello like never forget roger ailes is like a sadistic serial uh harasser <laughs> so i'm like you guys really think that you're the moral authority on this topic like please go for it just please go for it this is it's like maybe we should address it once and for all and then the band-aid is off and here's the thing i struggle with like i'm actually interested in considering all of that bill clinton like 90s bullshit through a modern lens right like i'm like i'm super interested in questions of like what would he get away with if like bill clinton were a politician doing like that stuff now however bringing it up in the context of a debate against hillary who's actually the run one running for president i'm like yeah <laughs> i know put it down you know like, put it that's down. that's a part of this that drives me crazy right where i'm just like listen hillary clinton has a lot of issues 
you cannot blame Bill's record on her. And Trump tried to do this, and a lot of conservatives and even not conservative people do this, where they're like, she's been around for 30 years. And I'm like, uh, she, like ne- she's never been president. Calm down. <laughs> she was a senator one time, and she was secretary of state. Like, that's the stuff that you can judge her by. That's her political record. Right. I'm like deeply invested in this stuff. But also some of it is just so, it's like the way that our politics can be so idiotic is so annoying to me. Like all these people, like all this talk of undecided voters. I'm like, really? Like it's October and you don't know which oh, one of these I'm two convinced you're going to vote for? I'm convinced that part is like, a scam. Town. I watched some like NBC panel of like supposedly undecided voters after the debate. And we should deport those people. Granted, I was pretty sick by this point, but I was like, who are these people? Like, how are you even an undecided voter at this point? Undecided in this voters are the undecided voters are the biggest threat to our democracy as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, undecided voters are less of a threat than people who are decided but don't actually vote. Ah, uh, yeah, th- please. You know how I feel about that. I know. People. I'm Gulag. just I got, I'm going to keep saying it every podcast until the election. Yeah, if you're not registered to vote, stop feeling shitty about it and register to vote. You can go to Hello Vote, you can go to Turbo Vote, you can go to so many things. Do a Google register and also like hold your friends accountable for actually voting like go to the polls together ask them like if they've requested an absentee ballot don't assume that all your friends are a registered and b actually going to follow through so like i would say that if all of us do that then we can maybe get above the like dismal 50 percent voting record that (laughs) you know americans under 44 have in this election also, all you Americans abroad that listen to this podcast, hope that you have voted because you kind of have the like cushiest voting situation. Make that happen. And this election, your voice actually counts. And non-Americans, also, another, we're jealous. <laughs> uh, also, another another thing. We don't just vote for president. <laughs> so if you're feeling ambivalent about president, that's great. There are many other races on your ballot. In California, so there are approximately one bajillion ballot initiatives that require oh, your yeah. attention. So. <laughs> it's like, don't worry. Yeah. It's like, yes on this, no on that. Um, yeah, you know, like, we don't just vote for president. Like, j- just be involved, goddammit. Like, I just, I don't get this. And thus ends our, this episode's voting PSA. <laughs> when I'm king, <laughs> all these people are going to gulag. <laughs> Okay, what is the other big news this week? Okay, while the debate was going on and like literally our democracy hung in the balance, Robert Kardashian, the erstwhile sock designer and brother <laughs> of uh, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie, son of Chris, started tweeting again. I know this because I have a text message alert for when Robert tweets and I <laughs> like it's that rare. Oh, yeah, it's like very rare. And also, it's usually like bananas. So you got to keep tabs on it. Right. And my man like sent out a tweet that was like, <laughs> it was like, here's Kylie's phone number. And I was like, oh, like Rob's been hacked. And then the next week was like, I have not been hacked. I've had it with my sister. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, what? I've heard your question, Amina, and I have not been hacked. 
<laughs> yeah, it was like he was texting me. <laughs> it was just like, Mina, like, here's what's going on. And Anne, I was so annoyed because obviously the debate was going on. It was like, Rob, calm down. This is not the time. And this is also honestly like how I knew that it was real. Because the other sisters would know not to do drama during a major TV event. Right. They would know this. Only Rob would try to attempt to compete with the Democratic. I know. Yeah, yeah. And so so Rob and China, like, man, there is so much to unpack here. So Rob and China are pregnant. They have a reality docu-series thing that was like a short order, basically a way for like Chris to appease him and for, you know, like him and his baby and his baby mama to get enough money to like, you know, like the hump. Are they really in love? Uh, <laughs> I will get to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what is confusing about this whole situation. TMZ has been reporting that they're breaking that they're broken up. I actually like wouldn't be surprised by that. And the thing is that like they can't reveal it until after the the series is done running. The series itself is not very good. You know that it's not good because the main character is Scott Disick. So they had to bring like outside entertainment. Oof. Also, like, Rob is, <laughs> I know that he's depressed and he's, like, going through all this stuff. But, like, you know, he's not a star. He's not a star. And he doesn't trust in the process. Trusting in the process means trusting Chris. And Chris, this the is process. How he got into Jenner. This, yeah. <laughs> this is how he got into this mess. This is why I'm, like, you have a weird spinoff and it's, like, not going to do well because you are too in your feelings and you, like, don't listen to the person who could, like, make this happen for you. So, according to Rob... He was mad at his sisters and he put like Kylie on blast. You know, she has to like change her number and all this shit. P.S. I texted the number. <laughs> what did you text? Uh, did you text her Kimoji? I was like, Kylie, I'm so sorry. This is happening to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so Rob like is he's going through all this stuff. Right. But he like his main annoyance is that his sisters try to plan a baby shower without inviting China. And so it was like the baby shower was for him. I mean, which <laughs> it seems like a decent complaint. There are good sis- there are good reasons why his sisters don't get along with his baby mama, namely one being that his sister is dating her ex uh, is dating like China's ex boyfriend that she also has a child with. And I'm like, I think everybody's doing well under those circumstances. They're like getting along, but they don't have to be best friends. And Rob also like that was such an outburst. It's like, next time, call your sisters. You don't need, like, don't implicate us. It is the nuclear option. Totally. TMZ is reporting that they're, like, broken up and, you know, it's like they're just waiting out the show to see what happens. And my suspicion is that, like, this show is not going to do well. He's still Chris's son and he's got to eat, so they're probably going to fold them somehow into the, like, bigger Kardashian, the show fold, and then they'll figure it out. But E! and all these other places are just, like, Rob and China love each other and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, these are all like, you can tell like, which is planted by like the PR of the family and what is real. And it's like TMZ is real. And this other stuff is just a distraction. How, like, how can you China tell? Not, how can you tell what's real? Because one TMZ is a winning record <laughs> and they're like not doing it for friendship. And E is literally the network that carries the show. I mean, I get that, that like whatever is on E is not reliable, but you're saying there's like other stuff. It's not stuff reliable, but also like the, so- the sourcing is not reliable. And it's basically like the E sourcing wants you to think, it's like, think about where they're at in the show instead of where they're at IRL. You know, it's like in the show, do they love each other currently? Like probably, yes. Um, 
Which is how many weeks or months behind reality. Exactly. It's like months behind reality. Right. Like probably two or three at this point. And Kardashians dump news on E! all of the time. It's like one of the friendlier outlets to them. You know, like all of this to say, Rob is being a distraction. He is not, like, he's just not a star. I was like, you, there, there are better ways to like vent. And obviously, um, this is also kind of his way to try to boost the ratings for his show. It was handled poorly. It's like, there are better ways to do this. I'm not going to tune in because you had an outburst on Twitter. But like, okay, maybe I'm not up on the family politics, but it does seem like not a cool idea to have a baby shower without inviting the like human who's carrying the baby. No, no, that's true. But also like, this is what Rob is saying. Rob is not a reliable source of his own life. <laughs> As somebody who has watched 18 seasons of Kardashians. <laughs> okay. Just saying. No, totally. No, but it's also no account to tweet like, a phone number, but. Yeah, it's not cool, but also, you know, like, it's not cool to have a baby with your sisters, <laughs> like, with the the baby mama of your sister's boyfriend. Like, that's also weird. I can get and, comfortable blaming Rob for everyone in this, for everything in this scenario. That's, like, fine Oh, yeah, it, you know, the, pro- the problem is just, like, Rob just, like, doesn't get it. It's, like, there's an art to all of this stuff, and, like, clearly, like, feelings are real, and feelings get hurt, and... A lot of stuff in Black China has done a lot for Rob. Like, she got that recluse out of the house. Are you kidding me? That's huge. We, like, we had not seen Rob in, like, three years. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an excavation was, mission. No, totally. Like, she did a lot for him. So, like, clearly, like, he should be loyal to her. But at the same time, it's, my God, like, part of the reason of why you're in this mess is because you're not good at letting go and you're not good at moving on. And, you know, like, there's a reason that your mom and your sisters are winning at this game. Like, you should maybe listen to them. Well, thank you for explaining that. <laughs> uh, uh, it's okay. You should check out his sock line, Arthur George. <laughs> it's just fine. Sock mogul Rob Kardashian. Ah, uh, erstwhile sock designer. Reclusive sock designer. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. In other scandalous news, have you read the latest about power posing? Um, yeah, it's kind of not new. Is it new well, in the news again? It is. There's like a new slant to it. So basically, our favorite TED Talk about power posing has for a long time been in like the shaky research ground in that no one has really been able to replicate the results that found that standing like Wonder Woman makes you perform better or feel better. But the new thing is that one of the co-authors of the original study that like found that it does help you to adopt a power pose has said that even the original study, they sort of, they did this thing. This is like some weird academia stuff. They did something called P hacking, <laughs> like well, letter, <laughs> letter P hyphen hacking, which is apparently like already sounds like a scam. <laughs> I know it's apparently some way to make like the, the results of your study seem more reliable or, or sturdier than they, they, they truly were. So there were three co-authors of the original study, Amy Cuddy, who's the one who gave the TED Talk, and two other researchers. And one of the other two researchers is now saying, like, not only could later studies not replicate this, but the original study was p-hacked. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, wow. So I guess the only way to really be a boss lady is to actually get um, testosterone shot. Oh my God, that is not the way I thought you were going to end that sentence. Um, because like, that's the thing that like the power posing is supposed to do, right? It's like it lowers your cortisol, like, which is your stressor. And then it like, high. it's like your testosterone is higher, which is like, whatever. It's like, that's what makes you feel like a man, I guess. Here's one thing though, that like, I always, I always wondered about it. If like, whether the, the sort of like the real power in it was like just taking a minute to fucking breathe. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, totally. The placebo. I mean, that's true for me. Like one of like the reason that I power pose is because I'm like, oh, it's my like two. It's like these are the two minutes that I get to focus on myself. Right. Yeah. Which seems like if you are generally someone who at a gut level believes you can do it, just gets a little nervous in the moment is like a good thing to do. Totally. I also do the thing where like if I'm really, really, really stressed out at work. Um, I'll like get a conference room and I will literally like bring my headphones in and dance like for two minutes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, like, you could do an entire Ted talk about that and, and probably make like, so get much it out. money. Yeah. And it's, it's always like the kind of thing where I'm like, this place cannot have windows. It can't like whatever. And I will play like ridiculous pop music and just, and I look like a crazy person. And then I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm like shaking it off. I'm back now. Oh man. That's so good. I like I mean, yeah, so I think whatever works for you, I mean, maybe putting it in terms like power pose makes it very helpful. I mean, I'm not willing to like write off the idea that like taking a minute to think about how you're powerful and great can be actually powerful and great. Oprah's entire career is based on the power of visualization. Like, I'm like, I'm here. (laughs) I believe all of this. I mean, also not replicable in academic studies. Totally. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) academia doesn't know how to fuck with your powerful, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i thought you were gonna say academia doesn't know how to fuck with oprah <laughs> yeah no totally who's the other person that we're always like they're obsessed with visualization oh big sean big sean is like really into visualization really all, his entire rap career is that how did i not know that uh, probably because you don't listen to a lot of uh what does ryan call him medium sean medium sean uh, <laughs> medium sean shout out ryan <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah you know i mean like this doesn't make me sad uh we do a lot of placebo shit in our lives all day please so are we as a podcast still standing behind power posing (laughs) i stand by whatever makes you feel powerful and awesome before you have to go slay dragons that's great i mean but p hacking (laughs) (laughs) p hacking i'm like i yo academia is just one big scam i can't even with these people (laughs) Amy Cuddy is out here selling so many books, though. Um, that's true. I mean, that's what I mean, though. All you need is one shaky study to get the TED Talk, and then it doesn't even matter yeah. if it's disavowed. Yeah. Yeah. All these, like, academic Joanne the Scammers, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Speaking of Joanne the Scammer, our Canadian uh, Prime Minister Scammer, did you see how uh, little George wouldn't, like, shake him and greet him when he went to survey his lands and his minions over in Canada? Uh, did you see the photos of how Kate Middleton was looking at him? <laughs> Yo, she was looking... Somebody had a really good tweet about this. She was like, when you see a luscious head of hair that your old bae used to have... <laughs> oh! <laughs> like a crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo... Justin Trudeau, man. I'm telling you, I'm not buying it. Cross-continental scamming. I know. Maybe we can get Sophie Trudeau on the podcast. Hmm. Probably not after all of this. <laughs> after all of this, listen, I think she's a fair woman and she would like talk to us about it. She would hear us out. She would come on to say that he's not a scammer. 
I mean, I'm not going to ask her if he's just a scammer. Hello. <laughs> I mean, I know we would be we would be more uh, delicate than that, but <laughs> I know totally. Also, I love it because this baby is technically Justin Trudeau's boss. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, he's like, he's like, everything the sun touches is mine. You still work for me. <laughs> totally. Like works for him. It's like, I don't have time for this. What else is going on? Um, okay, period news that is probably not really news. I'm about to redo a Daily Mail headline. <laughs> yes, you know how I love the Daily Mail. <laughs> okay, there is. Uh, before I read this, you need to know that there's even less like. Re- okay, no, wait, it's Daily Mail Australia. Sorry, that's like another <laughs> like another twist. Wow, like talk about a country full of who's. Tell me, but okay, the headline is quote. They want to stay away from me when I'm PMSing, end quote. Woman horrified <laughs> to discover her male colleagues are tracking her menstrual cycle so they can avoid her when she's, quote, moody. No. Okay, so before you get outraged, because I was like, this is about to be a scandal where like so, like IT leaked some emails about them. No, I'm just like, how do you track somebody else's period exactly so basically nothing in this story is credited or named the workplace is not named <laughs> shout out daily the mail people are not named how they managed to track their like colleagues period not really explained all it is is talking about how she's like terrible and bitchy so they decided to track her period and then there's this line when the woman comma who was also unnamed comma began to cry the man apologized but then asked if she was on her period <laughs> Good way to track somebody's period. I guess. <laughs> to say, are you on your period all the time? Yeah, it's like, are you on your period? Oh my! I mean, it's probably God. bullshit. I mean, whatever. All signs point to bullshit. But Anne, that's like a serious work microaggression. So I know. In Jessica Bennett's book in Feminist Fight Club, she actually like talks about that. That like, if somebody at work is like, "Are you on the rag?" Like, how you're supposed to murder them? I know for sure. <sighs> And it's like just the fact that everything is anonymously quoted and like it's like basically all an ad for a period app that like lets you track the cycles of multiple women. Supposedly, I'm not even going to name it. It's horrific. Like what? Oh, then now I don't even believe that that's exactly it's like Daily Mail is like a fantabulous. (laughs) It's nothing is rooted in reality. This is like an unfunny click hole. That's crazy. You know, Melania is suing them right now. Is suing the Daily Mail? Yeah, because they're like trying to lie on her. Allegedly, she's saying. But I'm like, hmm. I mean. Takes one to no one. So <laughs> scammer <laughs> got scammed. So camera got scammed. <laughs> I'll figure it out over there. Oh, my God. She did look so good at the debate, though. I will give her that. Good luck, Melania. I mean, but wasn't she wearing a sheath that like zipped up the entire way? I'm just like, that seems like an accident waiting to happen. Like anything. Man, that's her entire like style combo. I know, but like, I'm just saying, like, I would not be anywhere near television cameras in like a tight dress that zips all the way up. There's something about that that like, I don't know. Uh, but she looks so good in it. She's like, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. The furthest from the beach, beach waves here. <laughs> <laughs> uh no her her hair always looks good i see why he's into her but also like yeah good good luck good luck to both of them <laughs> you know who i've been thinking about a lot though this election season who 
mother of Ivanka and Ude and Kuse Trump, uh, Ivana Trump. Oh yeah, where has she been? I mean, you know, she's like not allowed to speak. <laughs> she's like, she's like Katie Holmes in her divorce. Oh. Like literally, like you can't. It's like here's a cushy life. Like shut the fuck up. But you know, I really wonder how she feels about her children being out there, like doing all this nonsense knowing like what she has accused trump of doing to her like that's really intense yeah i mean also just to sort of like she obviously has some some information that voters should know right (laughs) yeah it's like the new york the new york times tried to unseal their divorce and uh the court said no and uh because she it's like the couple of times that she's been like confronted by journalists she was like uh donald trump's great to me i don't know what you guys are talking about and i'm like whoo can smell an NDA like a mile away. <laughs> the the sweet smell of NDA. I like I hope that one day she'll write a book about it. <laughs> because I would feel like ultimately supremely betrayed by my children if they did that to me. I don't know, but if you betrayed yourself first by signing that NDA. It's like did you betray yourself or did you create a situation for you and your children to be comfortable? You know? It's and true. Like, I don't begrudge her. If you're married to Donald Trump and you leave him, you deserve every penny that you get. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and whatever it takes to get that money. That's true. But, you know, you dance with the devil. Like, <laughs> when the, the agreement to marry Donald Trump in the first place is like, oof, that's right. No, I agree. Like, 100% agree. Also, I love it. Dance with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ultimate Faustian bargain. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. It's just, ugh, he's so gross. I can't even. Wow. And we're full circle. I know, full circle. Man, that period news, like, really... I'm so annoyed. <laughs> we want to backtrack. So, I mean, I know, it might, I might not even be backtrack. I want some, like, posi-period news. Okay, did you see this news about these Rhode Island School of Design students making a period board game? No, that's cool. Yeah, it was, like, originally from a design class a couple of years ago where they were basically, like, you need to make a game based on... It was, like, bodies or something like that or, like, to explain, like, something with, like, health or science. And it's for kids of all genders to learn about everything from like the process of menstruation to like devices we use to manage it and deal with it. And it's like not super cutesy and weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like just like a well-designed little teaching aid about. Oh, I would love to see that. That sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, it's still a prototype, so we can't buy it yet. Um, so we can't buy yet. Okay, cool. But there's cool. an um, amazing booklet with a little like uterus diagram with next to the question, do I have one of those inside of me? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder also. <laughs> um, anyway, that's cool. Some other like good period news is that DC is considering getting rid of the tampon tax in the district. Oh, wow. Hey, now. Yeah. That's like pretty cool. That's been on the table since we did our DC show in like the f- the spring. I think they've been. That's like, right. Yeah, DC residents, you know what to do. It's true. I mean, meanwhile in California, Governor Jerry Brown has just vetoed the tampon tax removing legislation that passed here. That's crazy. So, yo, are you all up on the Jerry Brown conspiracy theory? No, hit me. Oh my god! So apparently. Jerry Brown's like not there. He's like kind, you know, like either like MIA or like vegetable dummy status or what? some shit. And everybody thinks that the wife is pulling the strings. Really? Yeah. This is from all my like uh, California like state workers. I love it. <laughs> my God. You know how I just love a conspiracy theory. I know nothing about that. Now I feel truly awful that I don't know anything about the woman to whom Jerry Brown is married. 
um, apparently a mastermind. Oh my god. <laughs> Her name is Anne Gust. Yeah, she's a lawyer. Hmm. Um, she like works at the Gap. She like knows what's up. Wow. She looks to be wearing a very expensive shawl. Um. <laughs> It's I like I love it. Okay, this Wikipedia is, doesn't say anything about her pulling the strings, but I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I'm literally telling you a conspiracy theory. Like, <laughs> none of this is rooted in reality. Please, nobody quote this as real news. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm just adding to the agenda California government conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, it's like um back when back when um he like got in or whatever, there was like a classic like New York Times headline that was like, "Don't call her first lady. She's his." top aid oh which i normally like but and then i'm like pay her i hope you're paying her a salary i'm like down for this i'm having a very like california uh government time i saw gavin newsom at my doctor i was like wow we share a doctor this is great is his hair still (laughs) shiny shiny oh yeah no he's beautiful his wife is beautiful i i finally got it i was like oh this is why people want you guys to be like in the public eye like you're gorgeous people this is incredible it helps. It helps, especially in California. It helps. Listen, we're not out here trying to get ugly people to like ruin our country. Hello. <laughs> oh my God. Back to you, Ivanka's dad with no eyes. I know. I'm channeling Trump right now. I want the election to be tomorrow. I need to go to bed. I, cannot, I can't believe that we've been dealing with this for like two years. I'm so tired. I know. After two years, one month is going to feel like nothing. And the truth is that's when most people actually start to care. So it's like the worst, the worst of all yeah, worlds. It's the actual, it's the actual worst. It's the time when we actually have to care the most. Ugh, it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. Okay. On that note, I think we should go to bed. I think I should go to bed. I know. It's like 11 o'clock. Listen, I'm know. still recovering. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm saying that as like a, it's 11 o'clock. It's like way past our like work, like Right. Time. It's way past like, work hour go. for sure. Yeah, I'm like, I need to go. I, um, <laughs> it's like my room is a disaster. It's like my, my room is all often a reflection of what my life is. And I'm like, it's like a tornado like flew in here. So I need, I need to deal with my life right now. I relate to that. Oh, we have a couple of announcements, though. Everything in the CYG store is for sale. We trying to liquidate, baby. <laughs> yeah, there's a code. Summer's over. All one word. Use it until the end of October and get 30% off on our remaining swag. That's right. Summer's over. Get something for yourself. Get something for your best friend. You know, we're like the worst retailers. Retail like, is hard. In my house. <laughs> Retail is so hard. Where can the people find us on the internet? You can find us many places on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. You can download our show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or on iTunes, where we would love it if you left us a review. You can tweet at us at callyrgf or you can email us callyrgf at gmail.com you can even find us on facebook look that up for yourself or on instagram callyrgf <laughs> you can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943 that's 714-681-CYGF this podcast is produced by Gina Delva Gina. who's the best we love Gina a competent ball of warmth and delight. Thank you, Gina. Well, put and that on a business card. <laughs> <laughs> See you on the air, boo boo. See you on the Feel internet. Feel better.